Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time-consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Now, before we jump into today's episode, things are going to be a little bit all over the place, but that's for a good reason. If you didn't know, I actually do live phone calls with the members of the master plan quarterly. That means every three months I'm sitting down for a whole hour answering your questions. So if you're struggling and you're going through wedding planning and you're like, I just I just need someone to talk to for like a hot minute, please join the master plan. Join us on our quarterly calls and get your questions answered. And who knows, maybe you could be featured on the podcast too. Where can I find a dress only a few months before my wedding day? Okay. So <laughs> there's probably a couple different options. Resale is probably going to be your most assured bet. If you can find something that was either a sample dress or something that was used off the rack tends to be a little bit more complicated when it's like a brand new dress, but you have to go to a specific shop or be present right place, right time. So if you go used, there's tons of online options. Once wed, still white. There's plenty of places where you could shop online for a used dress. Now, if you do that, it is, I find those websites to not always be, in my opinion, what a killer deal would feel like, right? Where you're not like, uh, it's, you knocked $200 off and you wore it for 12 hours. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not a steep enough discount for me to be excited about that. But right now, if our main focus is getting you a dress in a very short amount of time, what's that saying? You can have it done well, you can have it done fast, you can have it done cheap. You have to pick two of the three. So in a situation like this, what is the most desperate part of this? Do you need it to be inexpensive and do you need it to be fast? Because if that's the case, you may not get your dream dress moment or you may have to end up making some sacrifices for what that vision is going to look like or just kind of being really open and really accepting. If you want it to be exactly what you want it to look like, but you're operating on a short time frame, you're going to pay more for it. So that's where this the, the online perspective of like shopping for a used dress online is fantastic if you have a very specific vision of what you're looking for because you can physically search for it right? You will pay more than you would if you went to a local resale shop. You would pay more than you would if you went to a Facebook group with wedding resale items. So it just depends. If someone's going to go through the effort of selling a used dress online, they're going to expect more than if they just drop it off at Goodwill, which most people aren't finding dresses at Goodwill. There are also places that take wedding dresses as donations and then resale them, resell them for charity. That's where I got my wedding dress. I got, but that was at like a an expo specifically. Or there's stores, there's actual storefronts that do this as well. So it just requires doing a little bit of legwork. Do you want it quickly? And do you want it to be exactly what you want it to be? Like you have a specific vision? Because if that's the case, we're paying more. Do you want it to be quick and cheap? We're opening ourselves up to different ideas. If you want it to be, gosh, what are the other options? Yeah, fast and quick or, yep, I, I think I've explained this enough. You get it. <laughs> if you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. (laughs) 
<laughs> Number three, with five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I have not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't I don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. You guys, Generation Tux is also offering my engaged listeners $20 off your suit rental. Just pick out what you need and use the code WOLFERWINTER. This offer is good only for lovely engaged couples and expires on March 20th. So go check them out and get your suits ordered soon. What are the best styles of bridesmaid dresses that work well for the most body types? Okay. Part of me doesn't even want to touch this one, right? Because I'm like, yeah, the most typical bridesmaid dress where the seam hits on my body, I cannot stand it. (laughs) There, I said it. There's something about, it's like, for me, it's a couple inches above my belly button, but like a couple inches below my chest. And it just does not hit me right. It gives me no shape at all whatsoever. And that's like the traditional seam. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Every time you look at a bridesmaid dress, it's, it hits funky on me specifically. And I have what would most people would consider a a relatively thin figure and I'm five, nine. Like, so as far as that specifically is concerned, that one's really hard. I will still wear it. I will still buy it. I will still stand in line and I will be happy to stand next to whomever asked me to stand with them. But the most traditional seam on the center of that dress, I don't personally love. I don't feel like it. Does it work? Sure. Do I like it? So as far as the best style that works well for most body types, it would probably be that one. The one where the seam hits kind of near-ish the natural waistline. Because other than that, an A-line or Empire, I actually prefer those personally. On a lot of people, having that higher seam just under the chest, I think it's probably best to go with the most traditional look of a dress. There's a reason it's the most common. There's a reason that's the most common seam. That's because most people go, yeah, I can do that. That works. But if the goal here is to truly make everyone feel good, I think opening up that opportunity for them to choose their own dresses or choose their own dress in the same color really does open that up a lot. You can pick a place that offers a bunch of dresses in the same fabric, same color that someone will feel really good in. We do have a dress video coming out next week where I tried on bridesmaid dresses from literally almost every single one of the popular companies. And we got all the same color (laughs) as close as we could. And we tried to get all the same style. So that one would be a great one to watch. I was shocked by the results of one of them. It was one of my top contenders coming into it and it ended up in the bottom for me. It was so surprising. So be sure to keep your eye out for that specifically because I think that probably without being able to reference that video yet and being like, here's what I saw and here's what I experienced. I can't answer this question fully without being like, you should go look at that list. Long way around of saying probably just stick with the most common one that you see everywhere (laughs) with that seam that I don't like. (laughs) Cost-wise, what are the pros and cons of making your own dress? Okay. Skill set, <laughs> skill set versus time versus cost. I know one person in my history of weddings, one person that wasn't even a client of mine that had their dress made by a family member and it was sweet and it was sentimental. And this person spent a ton of time on it, a ton of time on it, so much time. And it was absolutely gorgeous. So her mom is the person that ended up making this dress and it was absolutely stunning. It fit her beautifully. It was so sentimental and it got ripped in the first dance. And her mom was gutted almost the rest of the entire wedding. So cost-wise, 
it depends on the material. It depends on what you pick. It depends on the Vata style. It depends on the fixings. It depends on so many things, right? I, so I cannot even speak to the cost savings or the cost expenditures of making your own dress. Because one, I know nothing about fabric costs. But what I can speak to is the, the non-financial costs outside of that, right? The costs that like time, stress, that is a huge thing to take on. That's huge. Are you good at this? Have you done this before? Is this your first time making a dress? Because so many times we see things and we go, I could do that. I could make that. Yes, but have you tried yet? Is this the first time you're practicing this? Is this the first time that you're implementing this? This is a big deal. The emotional weight, watching my friend's mom just be like crushed for her daughter's entire wedding because the dress ripped, like that, that sucks. So can I, again, speak to what that looks like? Of course, you could probably save so much money. But in my opinion, you'd probably save the most money and the most stress opting for a used dress and getting it tailored to fit you like a glove. Because then we're not inventing it from scratch. And then we're entrusting a tailor to make sure that it fits you really well. I think that tailors are so underutilized. A seamstress, a tailor, someone to do alterations to make that dress fit you like a glove, fit you like a dream is so worth the investment. So worth the investment. Even if it's minor things like a wedding shower dress or an engagement party, even if you buy a $50 dress, you could get it tailored for 20 bucks and it could fit you even better. I wish more people took advantage of this really because it's not that expensive to get small things like that tailored. But so I'm going to step off my tailor soapbox for a minute and hopefully that helps you make a decision on whether or not you should be making your own dress because that's to me sounds obscenely overwhelming and I do not want to sign up for that. But to you, you might be like, I've made enough dresses. I know enough about fabric costs and I feel confident about this moving forward. And I'd say go for it. Uh, just make sure to have a good backup plan moving forward. All right. Who's ready to get glammed up for the wedding without breaking the bank? I've gathered up all of my favorite wardrobe, like wedding party attire companies <laughs> that will fit literally any budget. So if you are looking to find one that works for you and all of your besties, head on over to weddingpartylooks.com. How should I best coordinate family attire with the wedding party? I don't know. How much do you want to hold on to this? How much do you want them to match? Do you want them to be wearing the same thing? Do you care if they're different? Do you want them to be different? Um, another one of the submissions on Instagram this last week was like, I wish more people posted what their wedding party was wearing because I once, no joke, wore the same dress as the bridesmaids. And I was like, oh, I, I, I mean, I would just think that's funny. That wouldn't bug me as much. What is the purpose of coordinating your family attire? Do you want them to match? what everyone's wearing? Do you want to make sure they don't match? As far as best coordinating this, there's usually a matriarch or someone in the family where you're like, hi, mom, can you call all the uh, aunts and uncles and let them know this? And maybe it's another person in your family. Use that phone tree. And the phone tree that I'm talking about is you let one person know and then they text two people and then they text other people. You know, that phone tree where you're connecting and maybe it's, maybe it's a phone call instead. So getting that message spread out, maybe it's texting a handful of cousins saying, hey, can you do me a favor? Let all of your siblings know <laughs> and your parents uh, and their dates to please do this with their attire. And that's personally how I would choose to coordinate that. If there are any estranged relations or people that you're not speaking with, maybe someone could speak to them on your behalf. I don't know how dicey this gets for you. And I don't know, again, what we're trying to do with the coordination, matching, not matching, suggestions, 
what have you. Yeah, I would just utilize the family system and get other people to help you with the contact and help you to spread the message of what you want people to be wearing. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.